morning. It's Utah Car Sense here on the Zone Sports Network. Back for another week. Austin Horton, Jeff Miller, Eric Jensen producing for us today. Hello, er- er- Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Eric. What's going on? How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Uh, cold. It is cold in here. <laughs> We're here in the ice box. It's uh, what what what's the temperature outside today? Ninety six. What's it supposed to be? Salt Lake temperature. Fifteen. It feels like. Uh, it's gonna be well. Right now it's seventy five. It's only supposed to get to ninety three today, but still, it is currently in the studio. Sixty six zero degrees inside the studio. So, sending out the bat signal. Should have brought a coat. Should have brought a coat. I should have worn <laughs> pants. Should have had my little beanie ready to go. Yeah. When you're bald, you get colder quicker. Yeah, that that hair really helps it, right? <laughs> I never knew it until I didn't have it. But so yeah, we're freezing. But man, I, I guess uh, as Lloyd Cole always says, it's better to be cold so you can put extra clothes on than hot when you can't take extra clothes off. You should go down and get some essential oils. Maybe a little help. Yeah, I don't know. Do they have some warming oils? I don't, I don't know. know what they say. Young, younger living, right? Young Living Young Farm, living. something like Young that. Young Living yeah. is down in the down on the main floor, of the arena. They what, are here. What are essential oils? Well, there's about eighty thousand people rolling around that would yeah, love if you. You're to really ask them bored. That question. Just walk downstairs and ask that question, and <laughs> you'll have a really good time. <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that question. Uh, they're oils that are essential, according to a lot of people. It's it's a it's an MLM type company, and okay. you you pick and choose what oils you like. Some of them will. They claim will help you avoid getting sick. Others will help you heal. Others will just improve your go, aura. They help you go to sleep better. I mean, they'll sure. help calm you. Oh. They're calming oils. All right. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, so, but I'm sure someone here would uh, love for you to ask them that question. So. They can be pricey. They can be really pricey. They can be very pricey. Very pricey. My wife used to really be into essential oils, and we're not anymore, thankfully. We still use the ones we have, but we're not buying anymore right now. But they get pricey. So if they have a warming oil, Jeff, I'll take all of them. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll take warming them. oil up to the studio if anyone is listening. <laughs> Each and every week we take your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in is entered into the drawing. At the end of the show, we'll draw and uh, give away some movie passes again. Yeah, do totally. Movie passes. Now, I had an idea. I've not gotten this approved by the board, and that's you. You're the board. And of the Utah board of Carson's, yeah, the one-man board. I thought that if somebody wanted to have their name put into the hopper twice, when they call in, I'll run a Utah DMV practice test question by them. If they get it right, they get their name in twice. I'm good for that. Is that all right? Yeah, I'll let that roll. The board has approved it. So if you want your name into the hopper twice... You have to call in, A, first of all, with a question, comment, or story to share with us. And then, B, if you answer the question correctly, you'll get your name entered twice. And it's not just movie passes. These are VIP lounge special movie passes. This is the way to go to the movies. Yeah, Yeah. this is the nice theater. They'll bring you food while you're sitting there. It's a nice recliner. It's the way to watch a movie. Are you okay with people taking their shoes off in the movie theater? Totally. You're all right with that? You're You're not cool with that? No, I'm not. I'm not cool with that. Not in the least. Not in the not in the least sense of the term. No. No one can take the shoes off. That is not your car or your chair. That is not your home. That is not your personal theater. What if they're wearing sandals? I concur. It's what do you weird. mean? What if they're wearing sandals? They There's still the- material between their foot and the chair. Come on. Not no no, come on. 
This is not. This is a chair that everyone else has okay, to use. Okay, so you got a guy curling up on a chair. You'd rather have him curling up with his disgusting shoes that have been walking around the entire neighborhood than his feet. So yeah. Okay, you said that a little questionably. <laughs> Seriously, like someone's feet. curling up in a chair feet. with blankets, with a blanket from the VIP theater on top of his feet. You'd rather have it on his disgusting shoes than his feet. I'd rather not have his bare feet on the chair that I'm going to be sitting in. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. Where's a meme? I need a meme. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. He's a nasty man. Oh, man. All right, before we get into car stuff, I want one NBA story. Okay, you, what's the did NBA? You see the story? James Harden, the video, interview? no, the interview about his new his new move mm, uh, with the kids. The, yeah, with the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kid comes up and asks him about his traveling step back. <laughs> says uh, you're traveling all the time. James says no, I'm not. And he says yeah, you are. And he says there's three NBA refs on the floor. They don't ever call it. <laughs> it's not a travel. <laughs> and then he did something that surprised me. James Harden admitted. That, which we all assume this is what he was doing anyway, but he admitted that he's looking every season into the rules For and finding one. loopholes. Yeah, he said he's got another move this season. It's going to look like a travel, but it's not a travel. <laughs> it is a travel. They're all travels. It's a gather step. No, no, that's not a thing. That <laughs> it's, called, does, it's called a gather step. <laughs> that's called traveling is what that is, NBA. But. It's called a gather. If you just don't have control of the ball yet, then you can make three steps before you make your move. If your name's James Harden, LeBron James, <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard, then you're all right to do it. Steph Curry. But if your name is, you know, Rudy Gobert, forget about it. If your name's Nigel Williams Goss, you don't get two steps. And it's traveling. <laughs> That's what bothers me about the whole thing. But it was a very uh, at least he's on, at least he's, he's honest, honest about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean he's gonna look for every edge. Someone uh, complained to me on Twitter for sending that out because now they like James Harden. They're like, yeah. great! Now you're making me like James Harden for being honest. All right, uh, we got a lot to do today. We have to talk about autonomous uh, vehicle, driverless vehicles getting into accidents both locally and abroad. We have to talk about a major tracks project going down around the prison, the old, well, what will eventually be the old prison site, and Ford is in a bit of hot water. Also, Subaru with some really cool pricing news we'll get to Mm -hmm. throughout the show today. But before we go on, let's get out to the phone lines. 855-340-ZONE is the number to be on the show. 855-340-ZONE and... First up on line one is our guy, Brent. Brent, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Morning. How are we doing, guys? We're doing fine. Now, you have the choice. The choice is yours. Would you like one entry into the drawing, or would you like two? Two. Let's go for a question. Okay, the question. Which of the following is not true about ABS, automatic braking systems? A, it helps increase your stopping distance. B, it improves the steering ability. C, it improves the vehicle stability. Or D, it's an automobile safety system. Which of the following is not true? Oh, not true. Right. So, not true. So, and the choices are helps increase your stopping distance, improves steering ability, improves vehicle stability, or it's an automobile safety system. I'm going to say B. B, it improves the steering ability, is correct. That is not true. It does not improve the So, Brent, steering. you're getting two, na- uh, your name in twice. Congratulations. Now, I like it. Thank you. 
if you had got that wrong, I'd be really worried about you. So, way to think it through and to, to figure oh, I it got, out. I got the ABS lights on my car right now <laughs> from changing out the rear uh, wheel oh. hub bearing assembly. Oh, my gosh. So, you know more about cars. You should be hosting this show off. is what you should be doing. <laughs> is that what you're calling about, Brent? No. Okay, what's up? And I wanted to get your guys' opinion. We recently had a kid, so my wife wants out of the Lexus IS, and she wants to get a midsize SUV. Okay. And we're looking at the Mazda CX-5, the Toyota RAV4, or the um, Hyundai, either Santa Fe or Tucson. Hmm. Wanted to get your guys' opinion on those three. So you're looking RAV4, what were the three against a RAV4? How many total in your family? Mazda CX-5, just three of us. Okay. One child. What are you going to be using it for other than loading the kit around? Are you going to go, like, camping in it? You're going around just looking for gas mileage and getting around the city? Yeah, just a basic driver for, for the wife. Mostly I have a work truck that I spend most of my time in. Are you looking all-wheel drive? Yes, we want all-wheel drive. Okay. Um those are good. I mean, they're good. They're three good choices for sure. I mean, I like all three of them. I would, of those three, I'd probably, my personal opinion is I'd lead probably away from the CX-5 more than any of them. Why is that? I just, I just don't like, I really just don't like the look of it. And, and mm. just, and Mazda's been struggling as a brand. So, I mean, I kind of go with what, what brands are doing well. Mm-hmm. Santa Fe, there's some really neat features on that new Santa Fe. That's a pretty cool car. RAV4 is always, I mean, that, that new RAV4 that Toyota's made, that's been a huge home run for them. They're doing a really great job with that car. I mean, the other one I'd put on that list, too, just being a Subaru guy is looking at that Forester or a cro- even a Crosstrek if you only have one kid. Because, I mean, as far as... Oh, yeah, we, we had a Crosstrek as a rental car one time. That, that seemed pretty nice. Yeah, so if Crosstrek's big enough for you, from a gas mileage standpoint and a drivability and safety, you're, you're not going to beat it in that class. And that's what Austin's driving every maybe. day. Well, maybe we'll go look at that one today, yeah. too, then. Uh, your family dynamic sounds like mine. Uh, mom and dad and a baby. And uh, we love that Crosstrek. It's a really good really good vehicle. Good price, good leasing, uh, the, the all-wheel drive. I, I was kind of skeptical always about all-wheel drive, and then uh, winter came and I'll never not have an all-wheel drive vehicle in this state again. So. Yeah, we live in St. George, and we frequently come back to Salt Lake to visit family, so we don't want to get stuck in the weather. Yeah, there's some hairy spots from here to St. George, isn't there, especially in winter? Yeah, the, the biggest difference you're going to find cross-track to either any of those cars is the fact that the all-wheel drive system on it is standard. So the idea is it's not an add-on system, so you don't lose a lot of the efficiencies that you'd lose in those cars. So it's going to get the all-wheel drive system in the Subaru is going to get a lot better gas mileage you're going to find in the other ones, just because you're not losing efficiency of just adding a system on to the existing. It's built that way. Right. I like it. Thank you guys so much for your input, and we'll go check them out. No problem. If you head into either of our Subaru stores, just, just let them know you're a listener of the, of the show. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. All Thank right. you, Brent. Thanks, Appreciate Brent. it. That's how it's done, 855-340-ZONE. Right now, Brent has uh, all the chances, no matter how many times his name is in the hopper. Times two. So I'm picking from one and two right now. <laughs> I, like, I like Brent's odds. They're both Brent, so <laughs> get your name in, 855-340-ZONE. You mind if we start with what's going on with Ford? Oh, let's do and it. And the transmissions? So the is it the Fiesta and the Focus? It is the Focus and Fiesta. Okay. 
and 2011 uh, to 2017 models. A paper in uh, the in Detroit, the Detroit Free Press, reported that uh, Ford likely, in their opinion, in their according to their findings, they've drawn the conclusion that Ford let these cars go out to the public knowing they had some transmission problems. Yep. Ford has, of course, come out and said that those conclusions are not based in fact, but nevertheless, that's the report and that's the current situation. And so... And they received... They had a settlement on this. They had a class action settlement in 2017 on these cars covering 1.9 million owners, but the California federal court is challenging that on the grounds that not enough owners are going to be compensated on it. Interesting. There's another case pending now in Michigan. And this is the 11 to 17 models of the Focus and Fiesta. And Ford is now telling all of the dealers that they, A, have to do a free diagnostic on these things, and then, B, have to repair or replace all of the transmissions on every Focus and Fiesta that comes in. I can't imagine what kind of nightmare this is going to be for the service bays at the Ford dealers. If now this isn't the number one car in America, there's not not every family owns one of these things. All right, you want know crazier thought process? I'm gonna actually here keep talking about this, and I'm gonna give you a stat on this, which is gonna be pretty hilarious. Okay, uh, I I feel like Ford is now they're a Ford dealer, so that's they're owned by Ford, and this is their uh, situation that they have to help Ford's customers and their customers get back to where they need to be. But I just picture an overwhelming task and wait list for these vehicles to get fixed because also knowing what I know about transmissions, I don't think they're easy no, it's to at least fix a and replace. Four or five hour fix yeah. on every one of these things. I and mean, we're dealing with a recall that's a seven and a half hour recall right now, and it's brutal to our mm. service department. Mm. Just brutal. But it has to be done. I don't know any other way other than Ford coming to your home and taking the vehicle and giving you a check, but then you don't have a vehicle. So if you like your Ford Fiesta and Focus, but you want it to keep going, you got to go in and get it fixed. I wonder if Ford really did send these out knowing there would be problems. Because and I hope that's not the case, and I'm not accusing them of doing that. The Detroit Free Press believes that that's what happened. That's what happened with Takata. Takata knew there was going to be issues, and they just said, ah, go ahead anyway. So here's your stat. A 2011 Ford Fiesta, no trade-in values on that car? $800. (laughs) $1,800. Oh, wow. (laughs) So they're asking a Ford dealer to literally take an $1,800 car and replace a transmission on it? That's crazy. Unless Ford... Those cars are totaled. Unless Ford (laughs) did it on purpose. Oh, for sure. Unless Ford knowingly Uh, sold that vehicle with a bad transmission. That's the ugly part of it. It's really ugly. So, because I'm with you on that, this car, an an 11, which was really made in 10, is now almost 10 years old. It's going to have 100,000 plus miles on it, likely. beyond the useful life of a Ford Fiesta. (laughs) It's past the warranty, usually, of 100,000 miles. So, I don't know... I'm like, okay, that's kind of what I would expect to get from a Ford Fiesta anyway, is 100,000 miles at the most. But if they did it on purpose, then yeah, they they have to be on the hook for this. I don't know that we'll ever know the real truth to that, though, do you think? I don't think you will either. Unless there's some kind of uh, deep throat situation where he meets someone in a parking garage and gives them all the pictures and emails, but I don't know. Well, it could just be that they had little complaints here and there, and just like, ah, it's not a big deal, enough deal. There's not, and this is before recall times, right? So you got to think about it, like right. 2011, 
Actually, that probably that's extra. Actually, after the recall push, when was two, when was Toyota's? Oh, actually, oh nine wasn't yeah, the Toyota's first was one. like oh nine ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So with the sudden acceleration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the complaint is that the power shift dual clutch transmission will uh, what was the word they used in the scene like chug about or something weird. It just catches and slips and isn't smooth, jerks and hesitates and would shudder. Customers said so. Uh, so there you go. Ford in a little bit of hot water for that, but at the same time, like you just pointed out, these cars are older. But most th- of them. Yep, and same thing we talk about with any recall we have. If you're driving, and it would be awesome to hear if somebody's got a Ford Focus or Fiesta that's listening right now between 2011 and 17, if they've had any of these problems. But just like anything, call the call the dealer, call the store, make sure they've got a fix for it, make sure they can get you on their schedule. Don't just show up and say fix my car. Always call in and make sure you can get on a list. I'm sure most of those BDCs are probably trained or the service advisors are trained to how they deal with it. And yeah. So. That's right. Because if you just show up, you're wasting their time and yours. Yep. Don't More importantly, yours. Recall. I mean, even the smallest, most minor recalls, you always want to make sure they've got the parts and they're there. So call in or check their website before you go in. And uh, if you think your car might be affected, you can always go to uh, the, the website that I always forget. Safercar.gov, is that? Safercar.gov, and put your VIN number in and check for any of millions and millions of recalls out there in the world. What's the recall you guys are dealing with right now, the seven-hour one? The big one, uh, it's a valve spring recall on older Imprezas, so it's like 13, 14 Imprezas. Having to replace it? uh, They just have to basically just take the top of the engine off, do some work on it, and put it back on together, but it's a seven, eight-hour repair. It's pretty... And there was a point last week, I think we had 30 of them sitting in our back lot. Well, anytime you have to remove an engine, yeah. well, that's going to take time. Yeah, it's also you can't use an entry-level guy. It's got to be an expert. Like that. Yeah. yeah, if you're talking about a simple brake-like switch or like a switch you're unscrewing and putting back on, then you can use a more entry-level technician. But these ones have to be a guy that is skilled enough to take an engine apart. Mm. Uh, car parts from weeds. The future of green motoring? Question mark? What? This is from uh, BBC News. Uh, Cars are responsible for a lot of the carbon emissions that contribute to global warming, but so is their manufacture. Could plastic made from weeds, modular designs, and other innovations help the motor industry reduce its carbon footprint? It says everyone knows that driving fossil fuel guzzling cars is bad for the environment, but we often hear less about what we can what can be done to reduce the CO2 emissions of vehicles before they even hit the road. That's why Selena, a research group in Poland, is turning to plants that are not used in the human food chain as a potential source of eco-friendly plastics. Car dashboards and other interior components could soon be made from bioplastics. Uh, we lower the carbon footprint by using bio-based sources, the study says, and by trying to develop lighter components for the cars. Plant chemicals are used to synthesize polymers in the lab, a natural process harnessed for industrial use. The bioplastics that result can be heated and injected into a mold or 3D printed like any conventional plastic. So essentially, Jeff Miller, rounding up all the weeds and dandelions in your yard, Heating them up, mold, melting them into a, a liquid, pouring them into a mold, hardening that mold into a car part. Wow. Sounds like a car part that's going to break. It does. <laughs> it sounds like a car part that you may, you use on your model cars. Not that you want put into your actual cars. Reminds <laughs> me of a story. Components. So back. 
And I gotta give, I'm gonna give 100% give Kia a ton of credit for what they've been able to do now. But when we were first a Kia dealer, they were not good at making cars. So we were a Kia dealer back in '96 to about '99. Okay. And I remember look, walking back there. I was a service advisor at the time, like '98, '99. And I remember walking back to with one of our techs back there. He's like, "Puts a car on the left, and he's pointing at little parts in the car. He's like, you see that part right there?'" Yeah, that's supposed to be metal. <laughs> it was plastic. Oh my so it's gosh. like there's just a bunch of parts. It's like in every other car we have, these are like solid metal parts, and it's plastic in these things. Like, wow. These things are going to break. That's... And they broke a lot. And then, and then Kia obviously saw the problem. They were such bad cars when they first came to the U.S., and then they put so much money into fixing And They're actually, I think on the initial quality study, Hyundai and Kia, if you remember, last week we talked about it, were in the top five or six yeah I and mean, they're doing a they're doing a lot better job creating really top quality cars but when they first brought kia to this country they were horrible that that's interesting that's interesting because they were now they've gone i mean on the other hand they've gone over and beyond marketing wise when you've got lebron james claiming that he drives a kia around you could probably still make it with plastic parts and it would sell well because it's LeBron James driving that car. But it's good to hear that they f- decided to spend a little extra on making the vehicle, go with the metal parts and not cheap out. Now, this this is just this is this study I'll equate it to scientists and students playing around, messing around, thinking of things to try, but I do not perceive not in the fossil fuel era a vehicle made of plastics making it very long or very far. It'd be tough. And then you talk about an electric car. They're heavier than a fossil fuel car, aren't they? A combustible engine car. Isn't an electric car much heavier? Like, it doesn't a Tesla weigh more? Oh, yeah, they all weigh. So, the batteries weigh so much. So if that's the future, electric's the future, and making things of plastic's the future, those don't go together. Those don't mix well together. Yeah, not Although very the well. idea is that they can make super strong plastics that are stronger than metal. I don't know. If they can do that, then yeah, go for it. But out of weeds in my yard? Probably not out of weeds in your yard. I don't think that's going to happen. So I got a funny article. I want to okay. see, because you're, you're a newer dad. Yes. You're not exactly, I would call, call you new yet. I think you're now a seasoned veteran She'll dad. Be one next month, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, you're past the newborn stage. but And you're not to this point where you have to worry about getting your kids somewhere without you. That's right. But there's an article on Autoblog talking about five ride apps for kids. Ride apps? So you're talking like the Uber Lyft app made for bringing kids around. What? So like extra background checks and would you trust what? a random stranger on an app like this to take your kids somewhere? Hell no. No. Right? I don't trust some of my... I'm not going to finish that sentence. No. It's not happening. Yeah, there are five or six of them. There's one at, one called Kango. It's a peer-to-peer carpool service that paired parents up with each other. Would you trust another parent that you no. didn't know? Uh-uh. At what age would you trust him? When I'm dead? <laughs> See, he's a new... <laughs> no, no one's... I'm not going to let some... Stra- I don't know. The first rule that I was taught was that's yeah, strangers. Stranger danger. Stranger danger, right? Yeah. It, it, was, it was don't eat fire and don't go with strangers. Those were the two rules. So yeah, I'd agree with Austin. I wouldn't put my kids in one of those either. Isn't that crazy? That would, like, these are becoming that's... popular things in California, Arizona, Texas, Illinois, Florida. Oh, man. Florida? I, uh, oh. That's a, Florida with with some of the crazy stuff that goes down in Florida. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're a lot more expensive. I mean, so like the average, like your average driver there's making almost thirty dollars an hour. 
So these are actually in practice. This isn't an this idea. This is actually in practice. There are five of them. No, there, there shouldn't be any. That, that, in fact, I, I'm not a big government guy, as you know, Jeff, but the government should probably step in here and say, no, no, no. And they no, started no. the article with, in 2017, Uber made headlines with Colorado state regulators fining the company $8.9 million because the company permitted 57 people to become drivers who had disturbing incidents in their recent oh past. Oh, my gosh. Many of the drivers had committed serious offenses and lacked driver's licenses. 12 had felony convictions. 17 had major moving violations. And three had the type of driver's license that indicated that they had a recent drunk driving conviction. Wow. Beyond that, parents that are sending their kids with these should be charged with child endangerment, in my strict opinion. Because that you're, you're responsible for that child's welfare and make sure they're safe. And if you send them along with some stranger, just, hey, yeah, take this kid and get them where they got to go. I've got to get to my hair appointment, my round of golf, my job. So yeah, here's that's the fifth not right. one. So the fifth one is called Go Kid. It has an interesting twist on the model. So it's taking a peer-to-peer model that Kango dropped. So instead of pairing pa- parents up with staff drivers, they pair them up with other parents whose kids are going to and from the same events and locations. So say your kid's going from school to soccer practice, you enter the school name and the team name, and by integrating the apps, it will connect you with another parent on the same team to bring your kid from school to that. I mean, that's... So there's no paid driver, no charges for the trips, so the trips are provided by other parents. It helps facilitate parents in connecting parents, kids, parents with other parents they already know and trust whose kids are going to and from the same event. So it's a carpool app where yeah, you don't, or you're not charged. No. This parent says, hey, I'm taking my kid to soccer. I, I got two extra seats in my car coming from the elementary school to soccer practice. Does anybody else on the team want a seat? Here's where it might get different for me because I'm... Probably, I probably know that person very well. Yeah, you know and trust that person. Yes. The idea is you actually already know and trust that person. My kid probably goes to their house and plays from time probably. to time. It's probably a friend. Right. So that's different. But calling up an Uber, throwing your kid in the back of the seat. Say, good luck, Jimmy. Saying, Go yeah. have fun. <laughs> Go make a new friend. No, that's, that's terrible. What if he's friendly and has candy? No, yeah. <laughs> he has a puppy. No. I was, I actually a wrote, white windowless van is pulled up. Send your kid with it. I actually took an Uber home the other night, and the driver in front had a puppy. Sitting in the front seat of his Uber car, I had a puppy. The puppy climbed in the back seat and played with us. Wow. Like, that's pretty crazy service. <laughs> that is, that is, that's my, that he, might, got fi- he got five stars. He found a loophole. Yeah, he got himself five stars and a big tip. He found a loophole in the stranger with a puppy uh, uh, warning. He, he, he found a way to do it. Uh, I would have let him take me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, take the long route home. <laughs> Go through Cedar City to get me back We're home. crazy, man. huh? I mean, I think in like, some of the big cities, I think these are actually becoming more popular. Hey, it's Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Phone number is 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in today and shares with us is entered into the drawing for movie passes. And when you call in, you'll have a chance to double your entries into the pool if you can answer a Utah driving practice test question correctly. He's Jeff Miller. I'm Austin Horton. Coming up next, we'll talk about uh, UTA. They uh, had a lot of stuff happen last night. They've got a lot of stuff happening in the future. And also, Elon Musk, he wants to move on from building cars to building brains. Kind of. Tell you about it next here on Utah Car Sense.
<laughs> Welcome back. Germaphobe and Jeff Miller here. It turns out that Austin's a really serious germaphobe, and I think he needs therapy. I See this microphone cover? This you're goes bring, everywhere you're with me. It everywhere. Yeah, look. I'm not going to touch this other one. This is what everyone else uses. Probably, I slip that off you with the use of the pen. Is that the seat Gordon uses? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And Hans. Oh, and DJ. Yeah. Have you seen DJ eat a yogurt? No. You'll be a germaphobe the time you see DJ <laughs> eat a yogurt. All right? So, we've been uh, heated disgustingly. Disgustingly, or disgusting Austin, heatedly. at no point short of the shower does he ever leave his feet uncovered. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, I, I sleep barefoot, too, but, you know. But then if I get out of bed in the night, I put on some slippers or socks. You, you won't walk around outside barefoot? Walk in the grass? Enjoy I the might, nice I might grass. run and get the mail or something and run back, but then I know I got to wash my feet before bed. Listen. You, you need to learn to live your life, man. <laughs> live all, your life. Stop. You let me live my life. All I'm saying is if you take your shoes off in a public place, you are an absolute psycho. <laughs> That's not okay. That, wow. Now we've gone way too far. Uh, but you're right. No, I'm just kidding. You're not an absolute psycho. So you can't, if you're in the park, you can't take your shoes off and walk around the grass? You can at your own peril. That doesn't bother me if your bare feet are out in the park. But uh, I, What's, what's going to happen well, to you? You might step on a, a, a needle, a glass. You might step on uh, anything that will hurt you. You might get bit. You guys need to live your lives, man. A peek behind the curtain. This all started because Jeff believes it's okay to take your shoes off on an airplane, which I am. I think you're a monster if I, you do that. I think if you're putting your... We had a good conversation about All this. All right, the break. personal insults, we need to cool it with those. But if you, can, you put your feet... You can take your shoes off on an airplane as long as you're keeping the feet under the seat in front of you. If you're trying to take your shoes off and then crossing your feet and putting your foot up in the air, then yeah, okay, I got a problem with that. You've seen planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, as long as your feet are yeah. down underneath the seat in front of you, do what you want with your feet. But then I'm allowed but to turn around. But you are allowed. If you're sitting around and you can smell that foot, then you can turn around and tell the person, hey, would you mind putting your shoes back on? Yes. I'm okay with that. But That's then, our compromise. But then a part of the compromise is neither could happen. He could say, no, I don't want to put my shoes back on. And then what? Then you just then, have to deal with it. Then you just deal. Ask for an extra blanket and wrap it around your nose. Yeah. If it's bothering you and no one else is bothered, then you're the problem. I'll admit that. Yeah. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I don't think that's the first time you ever said that. No, it's not. <laughs> and it won't be the last. But hey, I'm a germaphobe, and uh, that's just You're the who kind I of am. guy who won't walk outside barefoot. And I, that's I said weird. I do walk outside barefoot. Rarely. To get the mail. I'm not going to walk around the commons park. You walk around in your town. house barefoot? Uh, occasionally, yeah. Okay. That's mostly in my, I, in my socks. I usually have my socks on at home. But. No comment. I just. I don't. I'd, uh, now, if you've had the good people at Zero Res over recently, go ahead. Take your shoes and socks off and enjoy that clean carpet. <laughs> nice but, uh, what a plug. Dynamite drop in there. <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. What a so, professional. Austin gets paid 12 cents every time he says that word oh, on there. That would be so great. <laughs> That's all I'd ever say. All right. It's Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be on the show. 855-340-ZONE. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, the Subaru. Well, no, let's save the pricing story for the top of the hour when we might have a few more listeners that would be interested in that. But let's talk about automatic driverless vehicles and their problems that they're now causing. First in Vienna. The, the, the little minibus? Where the, the minibus, oh, I just, now I lost. the In Vienna, Austria, they uh, had a driverless vehicle crash. 
uh, and it hit a pedestrian, actually. So here we go. Uh, authorities are investigating why a driverless bus struck a pedestrian in Vienna, an incident that, result, an incident that resulted in minor injuries but stopped Austrian trials of the technology. The vehicle was driving at 12 kilometers or 7.5 miles an hour, and it struck a 30-year-old woman in the knee. Vienna's transit authority suspended further trials pending the outcome of the investigation. The city's been testing two driverless buses under a program that began June 6th, and uh, the Austrian Institute of Technology Mobility are also participating in the project, which required a professional driver on board when the units were operating. So because there's a professional driver on board, does that really mean the professional driver hit the lady? <laughs> it, it actually means nothing that there's a professional driver on board because it's a driverless vehicle. Right, which I would take that to mean... Maybe that professional driver's in the back smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Well, they can't drive it. It's a driverless vehicle. So if there's an operator on board or not... can't take over. Unless there's a a safety break or something. Yeah. Like a drone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But then locally, bringing it local, uh, the one here in Utah where... uh, Where is this? It's down in Salt Lake. I forget. Utah's new driverless shuttle... Oh, it's in where is it's in Salt Lake somewhere between the uh, multi-agency state office building is where it's at. So anyway, this man was on the bus, the driverless bus, uh, and it suddenly just stopped. It wasn't a slowdown; it just suddenly stopped. Uh, it was a sudden stop. The man fell. He's been bloodied and bruised. He had to go to the hospital. He had two big black eyes. That's a bad picture in the Tribune. Did you see that thing? Yes. It looked like he had just like lost to, to George Foreman. Yeah, it looked like him and Tyson went like six rounds. That's right. And uh, now he says he's feeling better. He's back to work, though he is still healing from his injuries. John Gleason, UDOT spokesman, said it was an incredibly unfortunate incident. As soon as this happened, we took the shuttle out of service immediately for about 24 hours, ran a bunch of tests on it, ran through the emergency stops, looked at the software, looked at the sensors, uh, UDOT is confident the shuttle is safe now, even as the agency and manufacturer work still to deta- determine the cause, as it's still a mystery. He fell off of his seat into a grab bar, so one of those little handlebars, and just went face first right into it. My question for you, Jeff, is they pulled this off the street for 24 hours, ran all these tests, could not find a reason why this happened, and now it's back among the public again. Shouldn't they hold off until they know how this happened so they can for sure avoid it happening again? What if they can never know? Then it should never be out there. Or he ought to be wearing a seatbelt in it. Got to say, to be progressive in technology, Austin, sometimes you got to take your shoes off and walk outside barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to take those chances. Well, someone's got two black eyes and someone doesn't. And one of us got on that machine and the other didn't. So, just saying. Uh, UDOT sees autonomous vehicles as a key component of its zero fatalities mission. Now, look, they've dropped. It was going 12 miles an hour. They've dropped that down to nine. And the operator on board is now more frequently reminding people That's the thing with all that abrupt stops are possible. they got to get it figured out, and they've got to keep getting better at it. And it's going to continue to get better over time, and eventually it's going to be mainstream. But there's going to be accidents. There's going to be incidents that happen. You don't think there were incidents on airbags when they first came out? You don't think there were incidents on seatbelts when they first came out where they hurt people? Of course there were. To test something and make something good, there's going to be some accidents. And the idea of it is it's, it's worth it to have those pain points to create something that's going to save lives and make the world better. Yeah, I wonder if this gentleman feels the same. 
that it's worth the pain points to well, make the rest of the be, world better. It sucks to be that guy, but maybe he's a good guy, and maybe he's, take, he's taking one for the team. <laughs> so if I got a black eye on the driverless shuttle and said, that's it, I don't want these anymore, I'd be a bad guy? Not taking one for the team? Well, they're not going to stop. No, they're not, obviously. <laughs> They've already got it back working. Yeah. What if it runs over a child next time? What if instead of an abrupt stop, it's an abrupt acceleration? acceleration? What if this woman in Vienna that it hit her well, knee part, died? The, well, that's part of the problem with it. Is part of the, well, not part of the problem, but part of the technology on it that probably caused that is that it's overly sensitive to stop versus accelerate. So uh, uh, I guarantee you, the programming of most of these cars is overly sensitive to the safety side versus mm-hmm. the acceleration side. It's a good point. So you the make. odds are that car is not going to overly accelerate ever. But it's going to break too much a lot. It's like a, it's like someone who, for the first time, uh, comes across a, a squirrel in the road. Have you noticed that probably driving eyesight? You've probably noticed that driving eyesight. Occasionally, when a car changes lanes into you or changes lane, it'll hold off a couple extra half seconds mm-hmm. when it shouldn't. Yeah. But it's being overly cautious to keep you safe. It's not going to overly push you closer to that car. It's going to go the other way. It's yeah. gonna, if it has to make a decision, it's going to err on safety. And it doesn't slam the brakes like no, it sounds like down. this yeah. shuttle did. Uh, but it's, it's like someone who first uh, sees the squirrel in the road for the first time ever and overly swerves to avoid the squirrel into oncoming traffic. And, and odds are there was something something ran in front of the a car. A bird or yeah, something. A bird or something that the sensor didn't – one of the sensors picked up but the cameras didn't or I don't know. Probably something like that happened. So it's – but it's going to be more and more frequent because more and more cities around the world are starting to employ these driverless shuttles – to help people move around, and if it's an electric thing, I'm not sure if this is or not, but I'm all for moving more people with less pollution around from place to place. And you're right, growing pains and trial and error is a big part of this. I just really hope it doesn't cause someone permanent damage or death along the way. So mm-hmm. it just is a worry that I have about these kind of programs. Speaking of which... The Utah Investigative Journalism Project, in partnership with the Desert News, has found research on self-driving cars on I-80 between Salt Lake City and Wendover. Uh, The drivers are falling asleep. So, this is a study being done up at the University of Utah. They uh, employ and use volunteers. Some people are the drivers. Others sit in the back and observe the drivers. And several of these people have – it's a big, long Sunday afternoon read if you want to check it out. The observers are falling asleep? The No, the drivers. The drivers are falling asleep. Are falling asleep, and the observers are observing them fall asleep, and are two or three of them have turned in their findings and complained and reported to the people running the study about these drivers falling asleep. And their response is that anyone involved in the – Study can get out of it at any time that they want. If you don't like the conditions, if you don't like the scenarios, if you don't feel safe, you can quit the study, which is fine and dandy. But what about in the moment when you're in the back seat of a car and the driver in the front seat is asleep? You can't then just bail out the side door no. and roll down I-80. Just throw a pen at it. <laughs> That's right. That's the other question I had. Why not forget the scientific study at that point and scream, hey, open hey, your eyes, you fool. Wake up. It's pretty pretty simple the solution. the in the car that shakes the seat when he falls asleep, reads the eye contact like the Subarus have now. Yeah. So, and I guess the idea of the study is to point out the fallacies in 
these vehicles like uh, that are claiming autopilot like Tesla does, mm-hmm. where people are falling asleep or rock- watching movies, and they're trying to point out the fact that these things are dangerous, but I don't think we need to endanger people to point that out. No, it's usually not the best idea. <laughs> so it, 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 this is – it's stuff that I kind of wish I could just ignore. The germaphobe, frady cat Austin Horton wishes he could just pretend none of this exists. But Austin wants to live his life, but he can't. I can't live my life, Jeff. He just wants to live his life happy, not worry about all those nasty things that could happen to him out there in the world. I don't want to worry about colds. I don't want to worry about – I would rather break my arm than have a cold. There's an essential oil for that. <laughs> I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there probably is. And I hope everyone caught the irony. I would rather not break my arm. But uh, Elon Musk, speaking of technology and advancement, he is wanting to make implants, Bluetooth-enabled implants, that will insert into your brain and then talk to your cell phones, your cars, your washing machines, everything by just reading your brain's thoughts. I'm feeling like you would not be okay with that. You're correct. (laughs) Speaking on Tuesday, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX said his Neuralink devices will consist of a tiny chip connected to 1,000 wires measuring one-tenth the width of a human hair. So 1,000 wires and a chip the width of a human hair. No, one-tenth. The width of a human hair. This is the emperor's new clothes. He, he's at this press conference holding this thing up. There's nothing in his hand, essentially. Uh, the chip features a USB-C port, same adapter used by the MacBook, connects via Bluetooth to a small computer worn over the ear and to a smartphone. If you're going to stick something in a brain, you want it to not be large, Musk said. <laughs> Neuralink started, founded by Musk, says the devices can be used by those seeking a memory boost or even by stroke victims, cancer patients, quadriplegics, or others with congenital defects. Company says up to 10 units can be placed in a patient's brain. The chips will connect to an iPhone app that the user can then control. Uh, They will be installed by a robot, not by a doctor. These things will be installed into your brain by a robot. Built by the same startup company, Musk said the robot, when operated by a surgeon, will drill two millimeter holes in a person's skull. The chip part of the device will plug the hole in the patient's skull. Are we getting queasy yet, or should I continue? I think it seems like a great idea. No, you do not. (laughs) You liar, liar, pants on fire. So what happens when this, like everything else, inevitably gets hacked? Okay, there we go. What 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 do they have access to then? Then the Russians really do run this country at that point. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> because we'll just all be brainless bots doing what they tell us to do. No, I think this is something I think is eventually going to be around, but I don't think it's going to be in the next hundred years. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe we'll be able to put a chip in your temple. I don't know. That will instead of having to voice text, I can just think in my head, text Jeff Miller. That's, oh that's, my gosh, this guy next to me has a cold, what do I do? And it just that, texts it. But you're, you're acting like brain implants and stuff like that aren't there already. 
This is exists already. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not wireless technology, but they do it for quadriplegics and artificial limb stuff all the time. They do wired stuff into the brain where it's hooked to the right sensor, and you can think, move my arm, and it moves the arm. Sure, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah the, same the, idea. But I haven't seen it make phone calls. Yeah, it's taking it to the convenience step versus right. living your life step. Right, but it's the same basic idea. So maybe it will be sooner than than I think. But would you want Elon Musk to be the guy in my brain putting no. a chip in your brain? No, I, I think I'd rather a lot of he'd be maybe close to last on the list of people I'd want to uh, be involved in that. Eight five five three four zero zone. Help us out here on the show today. What are your thoughts, questions, comments, stories? Eight five five three four zero zone. Everyone that calls in is entered into the contest to win some movie passes at the end of the show. The moon landing. Did it happen? Of course it did. Mm. Seriously, you're not. You're not a moon landing. We, kind of, I'm not gonna say you're weirdo, not a moon landing really, truther, are you? You're really that guy? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, I was going to say, I'd hope not. No. It's actually it's today. It's the anniversary, 1969. Today is the 50th anniversary. Also, shout out to my brother, who's born on moon landing day. It's oh. my brother's birthday today, John. So happy birthday to John. Not in 1969. I was like, is he 50 years old? Huh? No, he's born. he was nine. <laughs> it, was, it was nine years after when he was okay. born. But, yeah, shout out to John. Happy birthday to him, too. But... Uh, yeah, it, it's they actually... They landed on the moon. And that's people think, oh, it's, it, we didn't have that technology back then. It was actually so simple. I was at a friend... That, that's why I know it happened. But I was, anyway. I was at a friend, I think it was a bachelor party or something like that in Las Vegas one year, like seven or eight years ago, and this really good friend of mine from college is like an aerospace engineer. And I just wanted to have fun with them for so for literally for a day I acted like I was a moon landing truther and just started messing with him for a full day he was so mad oh yeah I have never seen this guy as mad as he was but at the end I'm like I'm just messing with you You it's heartbreaking (laughs) when you think your friends are idiots (laughs) (laughs) but when people you respect and love it was a really fun day though (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was I was sending him all the websites it's like no you gotta check this website (laughs) so from uh, the technology Technology with the moon landing to implanting chips into our brains. We've come a long way in 50 years. They're doing pretty well. Did you see the first man movie with Ryan Gosling? No, I haven't. Was it good? So uh, it's the most beautiful, boring movie that I've ever seen. Okay. So it's equal parts uh, really cool and really boring. There's hardly any talking in the whole movie. And uh, it paints a couple of our Americana heroes into being a couple of real class A jerks. But it's worth seeing for the way they shot it. Like, uh, they, they did a really good job of capturing just how primitive the tools and even the space shuttles they used were. It was essentially like the first time they went up and tried to break the atmosphere uh, in, 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 the, in the plane, it was essentially a, an empty soup can with a fire built on the back of it. And wow. he, they did a really good job of showing him that's cool. up there above the earth, thinking this could be it for me. Wow. And then he went to the moon anyway. That's so pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, one more story before the break. Uh, did you see the Nissan president story? Uh, no, I did not. It's our Carlos Gosen, who's the old president of Nissan, right, who got arrested and everything like that a few months ago. So... This guy got ousted as chairman of the Nissan Mitsubishi Alliance last year on charges of embezzlement and was arrested by the Japanese government. He's out on a $4.5 million bail. Wow. He's now suing Nissan. What? For improper termination. For Oh, my gosh. For, like, breach of contract or whatever? <laughs> Saying grave, mis- grave mistakes were made when he was sacked. <laughs> 
In the Netherlands, if you want to fire an executive, you first have to tell them what he's being accused of and provide him with the evidence for the accusations. Neither of those things happen. So they're suing Nissan for 15 million euros in damages while he's pending trial for embezzlement that he was fired for. This will not they didn't well. properly they didn't properly tell him this is why you're being fired. You got fired because you got arrested. For embezzlement. But they didn't come to him in jail and say, you were arrested, we are firing you. So he's using a technicality in the Netherlands laws to try and sue them for $16 million. So he'll probably get it. He'll probably win. Wow. Because they didn't follow the proper procedures on how they fired him. They didn't cross their T's and dot their I's. That's unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? I want something in a, in a contract that's so simple and so small for 15 yeah. million Among euros. Among the other charges, he said he was improperly received $9 million of compensation for the joint venture. And so they, they said there are suspect expenses that he made when amounting to over $2.5 million or over $12 million during the exchange between Renault and Nissan. Wow. This, and yeah, he'll probably get it. Yeah, Bobby's going to – he'll get it. He'll be in jail when he gets it, but he'll get it. His attorneys will enjoy it. Yeah, his attorneys and his family will enjoy it. Yeah. All right, and that's – what's it, Goshen? Goshen. Goshen, the Nissan guy. Man. Yeah. Former Nissan guy. He's going to jail now. Now he's an inmate guy. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. Coming up in hour two, we've got some pricing news from Subaru. Uh, we've also got the Essential Road Trip Car Maintenance Checklist and UTA – we mentioned the, the driverless shuttle with, that UDOT had going down. UTA had their own problems yesterday afternoon, and they might have their own problems for many years in the future. We'll talk about it next on Utah Carson. I got a Woj bomb, too. A Woj bomb? Woj bomb coming after the break. All right.